Hello, and welcome to another interview on GivingCirclesHelp.com, where we're interviewing leaders from Giving Circles all across the country, and actually today it's from around the world. Today I'm speaking with Janine Gardner, the founder of the First Seeds Group, Giving Circle. Welcome, Janine. Thank you so much for joining me from Australia today. It's my absolute pleasure, Sharon. It's wonderful to be here. And I'm really excited because your Giving Circle is unique. I haven't spoken with another Giving Circle is doing quite what you're doing. So would you start by giving us an overview of of First Seeds? Absolutely. Um, Our Giving Circle pretty much was um, born out of a need of the members within my network. Um, I established a networking organization probably almost two years ago now, actually, called the Little Black Dress Group. And our organization um, is a community of um, dynamic, like-minded business women and female entrepreneurs that are committed to working together to um, share knowledge and insight, to mentor and sponsor younger business leaders, the leaders of the future, and to ultimately uh, collaborate in a way that really we have an individualist scene in business um, to support the growth of each other's businesses, um, but also um, ourselves, so mutual success. And it was through the growth of this community, and um, I also work, uh, sit on the board of the Australian Women Donors Network, and through the Little Black Dress Group and my board position, I had the honour of meeting Abigail Disney um, a couple of years ago. And through a conversation with Abigail, um, the thing that changed for me is she said to me, Janine, we can all become bricks in the wall of change. And this resonated quite a lot with me at the time because our members were starting to challenge where their philanthropic dollars were going. Uh, I think women and as leaders within uh, the Australian business community, naturally we were questioning the return on the investment that we were making from a philanthropic point of view um, in terms of where was that money actually going and what impact was it actually making. Um, and through a conversation with Abigail, um, she actually shared a story with me that is a story from the States of a gift-giving circle in Dallas that over seven to eight years has grown both in numbers and in the money that they are um, building and also the impact that they're having within their own community in terms of creating change. I just thought this is something that we can do here in Australia and I actually launched the First Seeds Fund in uh, November one year ago um, and it was the very first gift-giving circle of its kind in this country. There's not many of them around. And what it does is it facilitates our members um, friends and family of those members to be able to give financially um, either every month or as a one-off donation but also I have an absolute belief in 360 degree anthropy and the ability to um, give cash but also give knowledge, give time, give energy, give passion to fundamentally create change. Our gift-giving circle, um, the First Seeds Fund, is focused on women and children. I believe that everybody, um, there is one moment in everybody's life where somebody changed you or somebody gave you that inspiration to change your own life. 
And it's just that some of us have more of an opportunity than others. You know, we've got family and friends around us. We've got um, income to support us. We've got education. We've got homes. Um, but not everybody has that opportunity. And I believe everybody should have the opportunity to create whatever version of success that they want. And that's really the philosophy behind First Seed. So we support women and children um, at the grassroots of Australia um, with an absolute focus on investing in education and employment opportunities uh, for women and children that need those opportunities. Okay. So two years ago you started this kind of networking professional group of women. And so now... My understanding here in the States, an organization like that, you would pay like a certain membership fee to belong to. Is that how it works for your, for Little Black Dress? Yes, that's right. There are two levels of membership and people pay a fee to become official members. And then on top of that, we've got a significant social media following. Okay, so two years ago you start this group. People are paying to be a part of it and, and the benefits that come along with that. At that time, were a certain percentage of their their dues already going to philanthropic causes? Um, everybody had their own uh, drive, their own why as to what they were doing from a philanthropic point of view. And that's the thing that I've found is everybody's need and everybody's why is different. So for me, it fundamentally is a belief that uh, it's my responsibility to give back. It's a legacy thing. Um, I want to be successful because I want to donate more. For others, it's uh, something traumatic has happened in their life and therefore they want to commit money to those, that, those areas of opportunity. Um, so people were giving, absolutely, and people still continue to give to some of those more uh, international-based charity organisations. But over the course of the last 18 months, we are getting more and more people donating to the first seed funds. It's totally out of choice what they do, and it's totally out of choice um, what level they commit to, whether it be uh, you know $20 a month, $50 a month, or even $1,000 a month. It's completely dependent on the individual as to what they want to donate. It's quite simply, you know, the sum of the parts becomes even bigger. Okay, so you can be a member of the Little Black Dress Networking Group, but not be contributing to the First Seeds Fund? Yes. Okay. You can be a member of the Little Black Dress Group and not contribute to the First Seeds Fund, and you can also not be a member of the Little Black Dress Group and contribute to the First Seeds Fund. The First Seeds Fund is a gift-giving circle that, that was launched on the back of the needs of the members, but absolutely anyone can be part of it. Okay, so but this would be a you know good place to be talking about your giving circle and what you guys are accomplishing and what. Yeah. All right, so many I would assume members of Little Black Dress are aware of it and either participate or would like to participate in some level, probably. That's that's absolutely right. Yeah. Okay, and then outside of the networking group, um, what do you do to recruit? Um, either you know members or donations. To be honest with you, we haven't um, been really active in space. A lot of it is happening via word of mouth. Yeah. So we've been doing a couple of um, small fundraising events through the Black Dress Group, um, and as a result of that, uh, non-members are coming along, and as a result of that, they're donating funds. At every single event that I put on through 
um, LBD, I, I use not that as an opportunity to drive investment. Um, so whether it be a raffle or whether it be having forms that people fill in to pledge a donation, for me, it's just part and parcel of who we are. Um, and wherever I am, wherever I'm speaking, whatever I'm doing, I ensure that um, we talk to first what we're doing with first seeds. And so it sounds like you know, if people choose to participate and what level they choose to participate is up to them. Do you have like any requirements as far as like minimum? Like do you have to do it every month, every year? Are there any sort of requirements? No, not at all. Um, I, I really, I mean, I don't know what it's like in the States, but in Australia we have an absolute focus on, I've seen this through my board position, uh, targeting wealthy philanthropists for um, philanthropic dollars. And I really believe that when it comes to philanthropy, there is this 360-degree thing. Some people have lots of cash that they can donate. Some people have time, and some people just have the passion. And it's very rare that individuals have all of those threes at any one time. Mm-hmm. And so for me, First Seeds facilitates the opportunity for people that want to participate um, in what we are doing through First Seeds, they can get involved at any level. So they can donate small monies, they can donate large monies, they can help um, find second-hand clothing and prams and books for communities that we're we do for that there. For me, it, it absolutely is a, it's almost like a funnel that is um, capturing people want to get involved, that want to give, that are very much interested in place-based philanthropy, in impacts, the impact that they can have on their local community, um, and in building these strategic partnerships of support that fundamentally are creating change. Okay. And so then it sounds like um, if people are contributing, uh, you know, what and when they can and want to, then the actual donation of those funds, is that going to be handled by a smaller group? Do you have, like, a board or something that handles that? Yes, yeah, so how we're structured, we have our own advisory board, and the advisory board is absolutely made up of members of the Little Black Dress Group. So um, I put it out there that I required uh, people to sit on that board to help us make decisions of where our funding is going. And we have a board of about, um, I think it's about six or eight members that sit on that board. The fund itself um, is actually, uh, the way that I structured it was um, under the Sydney Women's Fund here in Australia um, so that they can, in effect, handle all the governance side of the anything that we have to do from a tax implication perspective or a reporting perspective from a legislation uh, perspective. Um, And that costs me very little money that comes out of the fund, but what it enables us to do as members is our time isn't tied up in all the governance issues of running a gift-giving circle. Uh What our time is absolutely focused on is ensuring that where we are finally putting our money, we are getting the biggest bang for our buck of that money and making the biggest change with that money. So tell me a little bit about that. How are you guys choosing where and how much and 
walk me yeah. through your process of donating money. So in the in the early days uh, of launching, it, it was quite honestly quite hard to get people to commit. And what we realised is that we needed a cause. We needed something that we were committing to, so that people could understand where their philanthropic dollars were going. Um, we worked very closely with the Sydney Women's Fund and on the back of that uh, we were presented uh, with this opportunity to work with a local community here in Australia. Before we made any decisions of where our money was going, we actually have approached it very strategically. Uh, we sat down as a board and worked out and what individually each of our board members, why, why they were doing it, what was it that was important to them in terms of being part of this gift-giving circle. And also then working out what was our ideal outcome, what fundamentally were we about. And we realized very early on that we wanted to invest our dollars and where we could measure the impact of those dollars and fundamentally be able to create a solution, a place-based solution that we could pick up and take into another community. So it's very much about investing dollars where there was a measurable impact, where we were able to get involved and collaborate, where we could work in partnership. We are not interested in just handing out a cheque um, and not getting involved in terms of sharing the incredible skills and knowledge that we have amongst the network. So very much partnership and very much measurable so that we could take it somewhere else. Um, this particular project that we committed to here in Australia is working really closely with a community called Warwick Farm. Um, Warwick Farm is 90 minutes outside of Sydney. Um, it is one of the most disadvantaged communities in Australia. There is three-generational unemployment. Um, it hit the news recently um, because they unearthed a child prostitution ring that was being run by a 19-year-old and 21-year-old girl. Um the median wage is significantly lower than any other city in Australia. There are kids dropping out of school, there's alcohol, um, and it's safe for kids to be on the streets than it is at school. And we um, saw this community that was in distress, and we literally took a, a bus out there. A few of us went out there to visit the community, and got talking to them in that community, and it became really obvious early on that what's happening in this community is there's this pocket of incredible women that have basically said enough is enough and are trying to create change within our own community but they need resources to support that change. And so we've committed to a three-year program with Warwick Farm and that program um, is working with children from uh, year 6 to year 12. So you're talking uh, from 10-year-olds to 18-year-old girls. Um, and we're working with them on everything from self-esteem to body image issues to dealing with domestic violence to writing your CV to work experience to going and getting your first job. And fundamentally, every Everything that we are doing is measurable and we are already seeing change in the short time that we have been working with this community, which is only about six months now. 
we've already, there's six girls that I know of that have gone on to higher education. And these girls had children at, you know, 15, 16. And we're working with the local community centre to put on after-school programs uh, to make sure that the girls that are moving from junior school through to high school are prepared and won't drop out. We're working with the parents. Um, So we're giving money, but we're also... Traveling down there and giving stuff, giving secondhand stuff. I'm heading down there and talking to the mums. Um, and it's just phenomenal, um, Sharon, in terms of the very small effort that you have to put in that can create big change. And because we've now committed to a particular project and we're measuring the impact of the dollars that we're putting into that project, the members can see the results of it and the public in Australia can see the results of it. And consequently, that in itself is driving more interest, it's driving more media coverage, um, and this is how it works. It's this whole spiral effect. If people can see the impact that their dollars are having, then they want to get more involved. But you have to tell the story. You have to show them um, the difference that, that you're making. So it sounds like you've kind of taken this in steps. So you, you know, started this networking group. You needed and wanted an outlet for philanthropy and so you kind of started the little seeds fund on the back of the networking group because there was a you know a source of members likely members who would contribute you can bring the board together and stop me if i get this wrong so you bring a board together and like all right so we need a project something that we can rally people behind that people can understand and get attached to you find the project now you're promoting the project and you're finding that you're getting more more interest and more members more donations yeah that's absolutely right and i think the one fundamental piece of this process that that you 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 forgot to touch on is yes we brought the board together but then we had some time and we were workshops the why the individual why of the people on the board as to why they were getting involved what was it that was driving them to be involved in philanthropy and acknowledging that everybody's why is different and also setting down the ground rules up front what type of projects do we want to get involved in and why do we want to get involved in those projects and this is where it became clear that it had to be local based projects there had to be measurable differences and we had to be able to get involved outside of just donating money. So did you do like a retreat or something where everybody talked about this or did you just get no, in, we, in a room? Yeah, no, we just got in a room and we had somebody come in and facilitate. Um, and it was about a four-hour process. But that four-hour process has absolutely clarified um, the direction that we're going in, the committed direction that we're going in. So everybody's on the same page. Okay. Do you anticipate taking on more or different projects or just increasing your support of this one project as you grow? No, we do anticipate taking on more projects. So the other part of what we are doing as well is we are pulling together educational scholarships. Uh, we launched our first one this term, and that was on the back of one of the donors, uh, one of the members who is a donor who um, has obviously um, worked very hard to achieve her success, wanting to give back in her local community through education. So um, we will be, the, the vision that I have is that we'll have a whole plethora of educational scholarships that disadvantaged kids or kids from um, disadvantaged communities can apply for to 
facilitate and enable them to improve uh, their education levels and follow their dreams. Um, through Warwick Farm, um, the project that we've committed to is a three-year program, but we are measuring every single step along the way and changing the dance along the way. The ultimate aim of this is that we will have a process that works in disadvantaged communities to help the women and the girls pull themselves out of the dire straits that they're in. And we will take that to other communities throughout Australia. It's, we're measuring everything. And if we can prove that it works, we can then go to the government here and actually ask for more money to support us. Um, so we, my vision is that this, this gift-giving pool of First Seeds Fund becomes a significant amount of money, that so we can help many communities, that we can help many individuals uh, with that focus on education and employment, because I do believe that it is those two things that are critical uh, for individuals in terms of creating the change that they need. Yeah, that's exactly aligned with my philosophy too. Is we really, and it's not just that's how we make lasting change. I also believe that it's fundamental to people's dignity that they deserve the chance to take care of their own families. No, you're absolutely right, Sharon. Every bit of research that I've looked at too has proved that if you put money into girls and into women, um, that has a significant impact on their immediate surroundings, on society, on the economy overall, because women reinvest 90% of their income into their family. Men reinvest 40 to 50%. Um, so if you can put your energy into educating girls, educating them, giving them the skills, the tools, the self-belief, empowering them to uh, be the best that they possibly can, the ripple effect of that change is considerable in terms of the ripple effect on their partners, their lifelong partners, their children, their husbands, the behaviour that they ex accept, the behaviour that they don't accept. Uh -huh. So that's why our focus is there, women and, girl, women and children. And where did the knowledge come from when it comes to, you know, looking at the research and deciding what you're going to measure and how, do you have somebody helping you out with that who has experience? Are you figuring it out as you go along? I pretty much figure it out as I move along. I was interviewed by a national newspaper here in Australia the other week, and uh, they were asking me the exact same question, and my only response was, I just know I have to do something. I think that for whatever reason, part of my responsibility and our responsibility as women that, that are achieving, that are doing great things, is we have to give back. And I've got no idea how big first seeds is going to go. I just know we have to do something. And yeah. um, I'm very much a, I am a trailblazer. I'm not very good at following rules. Um, and so my big thing always has been, I just go and do it. And if someone puts a block up in my way, I find a way around it. Yeah. Um, and what I'm finding, the disturbing thing of what I'm finding in this whole industry um, particularly over the 12 months of working in it, is the amount of bureaucracy, the amount of paper shuffling, the amount of time wasted on trying to make decisions um, and the people's lives that are being affected whilst that time is going on versus what we're doing, which is quite simply just getting on with it. Um, and you see the impact of that. And I'm just not prepared to wait around for other people to... Yeah. 
some of my research and some of just read about it, I pick it up. I, I, just, as I shared earlier, I sit on the board of the Australian Women Donors Network, which um, is a network that facilitates the connection of um, funds that need money with wealthy philanthropists. So I'm getting a lot of information from being involved in it. But you only have to step out of your own, into your own backyard and you can see that there are situations happening in first world countries that should not be happening. No child should be wondering where their next meal is coming from. No woman or man with children should be on the streets. Nobody should be worrying about those things and yet they are. In Australia, the next million people to fall below the poverty line are going to be 40 year old women. Um, and that is a knock on effect that we haven't yet seen as a result of the GFC, as a result of husbands losing jobs. That's frightening yeah. because with that will come children. Yeah. And you don't see women on the street. It takes a lot for a woman to be on the street with her family. Um, but what they do is they stay at home and they put up with domestic violence and sexual violence and it's wrong. Um, and yes, I get overwhelmed at the sheer scale of what needs to be done. But I take um, comfort in the fact that I'm doing something. And it is, I keep going back to this, this, these words of wisdom that Abigail Business shared with me. And she said, you know, you don't have to put on a rucksack and climb Mount Everest. It is just do something because every little bit helps. And that's really what my philosophy is. Every little bit is helping. You know, I travelled to Warwick Farm two weeks ago with a car full of old baby clothes and prams and books because there were three 16-year-old girls about to have babies that are living in a refuge, that don't have family support, that have nothing to help them. And to get a photo back from one of those girls of her baby in the pram with a smile on her face that I donated, that, that's just magic. Yeah. And it's that little stuff that has changed because it's the ripple effect, the knock-on effect of the conversation, of the confidence, of the empowerment that will create change. And this is why I do believe absolutely money is critical, but it's more than money. Um, it's actually tapping into that human spirit and showing them that there is a way into believing themselves and empowering them, people to take control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to make explicit a couple of things that you said for our listeners who are thinking about starting giving circles. You know, it's important to one, get started and do something. Two, yeah. to learn about it. And, and and you don't mention this explicitly, but I want to mention it is that you will make mistakes. And I'm sure you have <laughs> already learned a lot. But, you know, you're not supposed to know all the answers when you're starting no. out. No. No, and the key is just do it. Just just really do something and trust the process and take comfort in the fact that you are doing something. And making mistakes is good because you can learn from that. Um, and that's how I run business. You know, it's, nobody is born having all the answers. Um, you just, it's just about doing something, to be honest. Right, right. So... I'm going to imagine the answer to this question is yes, but I want to ask anyways. Would you recommend that other women running um, groups for professional women consider, you know, doing some sort of philanthropic giving circle activity as part of their network? Uh, yeah, I absolutely think so. And if they don't want to do it themselves, find a community that or another gifting circle that they can partner with. Um, because it really is the sum of the parts that makes 
everything so much better. Um, so it's more about finding something that you're aligned to. Um, I think more and more particularly, um, I'm not meaning to generalize here, but women have it in them. It's an innate thing that they want to give back. Um, and I think it comes back to the sort of nurture and the creative side of women that they want to participate and they want in the community and give back to the community. Um, so absolutely, I think what I've found is more and more particularly amongst my network of very senior business women and entrepreneurs and leaders in Australia, that they were getting frustrated at not being able to do anything. Um, they wanted to give back. They wanted to um, educate their children on the importance of giving back. Um, they wanted to see the results of, of their philanthropic dollars um, and work with communities. And it's, it's almost like a, a no-brainer to some extent if you have a community of women or business people or a community of anybody that you're already bringing together and collaborating with, then why not? take it one stage further and see how you can give back to your community or launch a gift-giving circle as part of that. So this brings up a question in my mind that I have for you. What would you say is like the need that your giving circle is filling for these women that they can't get by just, say, writing a check to... Um, here in the States, we have United Way, you know, this big organization that's doing a lot of, a lot of work or Red Cross or UNICEF. What, what do they mm -hmm. get through your giving circle that you can't get donating somewhere uh, else? That, uh, that's a very easy question to answer. For them, it's connection and participation. Uh -huh. So we have Red Cross, we have cancer charities, we have UNICEF, we have all of that over here. And um, for the members and the people that are involved, their ability to participate in the philanthropic donation. So I take my members to Warwick Farm. They get to meet the women in that community. They get to see the children in that community. They get to talk to the people in that community that are every day worrying about the drug dealer, the pimp, the person that's breaking into their house, the fact that they've got no food on the table and it's that that innate connection that ability to meet people to talk to people and to see the impact and get feedback on the impact of their philanthropic dollar and see the change that's happening it, it's that it's it's totally the ability to participate Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I know we went a little longer, Janine, than I promised, except that I really enjoyed learning about your giving circle. Is is there anything that I didn't <laughs> ask you about that you want to share with us now? No. I mean, I think I'm just opening up to your leader, the listeners and the people that are following you. If they have any questions at all, I'm more than happy to be contacted. So, you know, good for you to share my contact details. I think it's important that we, not just in Australia, but across the world, share our knowledge and share our insight. Um, I'm hoping to bring um, Little Black Dragon First Seas as a group of people over to uh, the States in the next couple of years because part of my vision is that we need to all share our stories and all share our learnings um, because really, you know, to coin Abigail, together we can all become an incredible force. Together we can create huge ripples of change in the community. And that's what I would encourage. And if anybody wants to ask me anything, then, um, then please contact me.
All right. Well, thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and advice with us.